0: You are listening to gospelbellsradio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.
1: And we have with us, a Friday, our dear friend and brother, Dr. Ade Gwale. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm well, I'm well to thank you so very much for joining us.
2: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And today, today, we are discussing, Dr. Gibi will lead us in addressing this question, not submitted by any of our listeners, but the question from us here in the studio, but a question that is relevant to our world today. The question is: This is the physical death and bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ essential for salvation? There are many people out there. We read um, from so-called enlightened minds in the society, in the culture, saying, "Well, I love Jesus Christ. I love what he stands for and his teachings." But most times, I find it difficult to accept all the outlandish things in the Bible, like his bodily resurrection, and that he was put to death for real. Um, Could we remove some of these things and then still accept him as savior? And that's the question, dog.
2: Thank you very much for the question this morning. There are two critical components that we must address our minds to. Mm -hmm. The first is Did he have to die Mm -hmm. on a cruel Roman cross? Mm -hmm. And did he have to resurrect? Yes. Such that we need to understand the basis for these two critical events. Yes. And when I talk about resurrection, I speak of it in the bodily form. So it's not a representation of the newness of life Mm -hmm. of the Savior, but that the Savior arose from the state of death in bodily form to depict for those who believe something of great significance. So we shall start today. From the premise that you have created, that we are looking at souls, enlightened minds, Mm -hmm. who truly, truly wish to believe. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they wish to be saved is a whole new matter. That's true. And the challenge of believing without a focus on salvation is that even demons, Do believe. Do believe, true. true. So it is not of critical essence that a man fancies himself as a believer. It is more important that a man runs out of Sodom and Gomorrah mm. seeking a true salvation. Until a human being comes to that critical need for salvation, I dare submit that believing is another powerful expression mm-hmm. of the expansivity of the human mind so i shall attempt to look at human beings who truly truly wish to be saved if you are there willing to be saved if i'm here desirous of salvation
0: mm-hmm.
2: then we must understand why the Savior who saves us saves us by both his death and his life. Oh, yes. So let us start with the need for death. Genesis chapter 3, verse 3. Uh for me, you realize that I always like to return to Eden.
1: Oh yes. oh, yes, oh yes,
2: for there it was mm-hmm. that the first error was made, and there it was that the first arrangement. The only arrangement, mm. the lasting arrangement for the remedy of that malady, for the correction of that error, was also made. Mm. So in Genesis chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says that man, I, I, I will try to paraphrase so many scriptures today, okay. but Genesis 3 verse 3, uh, bears. Repetition. But of the truth of the tree, and I mean, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, yet she died. And they touched it, and therefore they died. Again, they did not die physically on that day that they ate it. But they became separated from God. Uh, They lost their dominion. Fear came into them.
0: Mm.
2: And all those things. That points to death. And of course. A time bomb. Became released into their bodies. And their bodies became committed to corruption in degrees. And eventually. Even if they lived for close to a thousand years. The body would stay there. So what I'm trying to say is that when God said they would die, he meant that first they will be spiritually dead. Next, they will become bodily dead.
0: Mm.
2: And by the examination of the body, the soul will cease to exist. So when he said in verse three that they would die, mm. he meant death in every single sense. Mm. Why this is important is because when he now brings them into life, he also means life in every single in sense. Every single sense. Man is a spirit, he lives in a body, and he has a soul. On this program, I think I've said it before that the illustration of the electric bulb mm-hmm. is an inaccurate representation, but a guiding light in any sense. Mm. So the electric power is the spirit that goes into the the visible bulb and the light that you see is the soul and the bulb without the electricity is the body. Mm -hmm. Now where the life resides is the spirit, where the expression of it resides is the body. And the expression of it itself is the soul. So when a man dies in his spirit, his body and soul must follow But right there in that Genesis chapter 3, then God makes an arrangement in verse 15. He says, and I will put a nature between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruised thy head. And thou shalt bruise his heel. This was not to the woman. It was to the serpent. Sorry. Mm
0: -hmm, Now
2: mm -hmm. God was making an arrangement. That although the serpent. Who is Satan the devil. Had subverted the cause. Of man's life. Glory and dominion. God was making an arrangement. For the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman is a picture of Jesus Christ and that when Jesus Christ will come, he will destroy the works of the devil. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He will destroy the devil ultimately. Now what is the work of the devil? The work of the devil is sin and sin brings death. So when Jesus destroys sin, by that sin token, he will destroy the power of death. But it doesn't destroy the power of death. By living, it destroys the power of death by dying so that when he has destroyed the power of death he will now have the capacity for endless life for all those who believe in him and if he will have that capacity Mm. how can he remain in a grave for indeed charity begins Mm -hmm. at home so if he can promise them eternal life then he must carry it within himself and we see that in first John chapter 5 first John chapter 5 and if you read from verse 10 mm. he that believeth on the son of God had the witness in himself he that believeth not God had made him a liar because he believed not the, rec- the record that God gave of his son and this is the record that God had given us given to us eternal life
0: mm-hmm
2: And this life is in the son. So if the son has life in him, he cannot remain dead in the grave. It is just as simple as that. Now let's go back again to why he had to die. He had to die because the sentence of death had been placed on man. He had to die. That by dying, he will. Give man power over death. That by dying, a man having power over death, he will release unto man eternal life. Now, for death, it is a permanent record for man. And for life to become a permanent record, we must have a permanent life that we first give itself to death and then continue with its eternal life. So in that sense, man can be removed from death to life. So you want to ask yourself, why did man then have to come under the sentence of death? The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, that the soul that sinned shall die, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that the wages of sin is death. And in that Genesis, Genesis 3, verse 3, we see that the day they ran into, an anti-god mode Mm -hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil, the bad, the baddest of death. Now, so this dying race now began to multiply. Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 3. So that became a new bridge. And this new bridge was only fit for destruction. Why? God saw in Genesis chapter 6, that men began to multiply, but they were not the correct kind of men. They were sinful men, like you and I, mm-hmm. before we came to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. They were wretched men who needed a savior. So God decided at that time that the only salvation they could get was that he should erase them from the face of the earth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Genesis 6. Verse 3, then verses 5 through 7. So the first destruction of the human race came about. But even in that destruction, you will realize that Noah found grace. Can you, can you see the, the, the logic of grace there? Yeah, exactly. That there will be text to erase hmm. that which is not of God. But that there will be life. Design for God, a remnant depicting a new beginning. So it is not new that death must give way to life. It is not new that Jesus was to die and yet was to live forevermore. So it should not be in doubt that he rose physically and bodily because that is the very essence. Now, in Deuteronomy, chapter 21, mm-hmm. we see a very powerful symbolism of a rebellious son. And God was telling the Jews that when you have a rebellious son, no matter how much you persuade him, correct him, reprimand him, that that rebellious son cannot yield. It was a symbolism for the human life that is without God, a human life that is completely wretched. I hope you are still listening to me.: Absolutely Yes, a human life that is without God, mm-hmm. a human life which is a life of self, mm. a life of self-will, a life of self-dependence. I mean, according to Derek Prince, in his powerful book, The Rules of Engagement, he states very clearly, and I agree entirely, that the greatest problem of man is Mm, self-determination, is independence. And this is the picture of the rebellious son. He likes to eat what he wants to eat, drink what he wants to drink, smoke what he wants to smoke, marry who he wants to marry, choose his gender if he likes. Cause heaven if he likes. Just do things the way he likes. Not according to the way God has or that things. Now God is saying here that the essence of that life is making life all about self. And God said, no, that is offensive to him. The Bible says in First Corinthians one twenty-nine that no flesh may glory in his presence. He does not want flesh or self-life. To glory in his presence so in that deuteronomy 21 mm. verses 18 through 23 he prescribes that that sort of rebellious life must be ended mm. by death but that not only should that life die that it should be hung on a tree mm. hung on a tree to show that it had been fully ended and that it's a picture of the life that must not be lived.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that after it had been hung on a tree, on that same day, it should be buried away from sight. That was exactly the basis for the sufferings and the crucifixion of Christ. Yes. That as the one who became our sacrifice. He was to die in our place as a rebellious son. So that when he had died and had been buried from sight, rebellion would have ended. Hmm. But that was all the Deuteronomy could provide. Now if rebellion is ended, that means every generation of sinners had been wiped away from the earth but it was never God's intention to live this life or this world or this earth without a remnant that will carry his image. And we saw that with Noah. Mm -hmm. The the meaning of Noah, because that's the the Hebrew, is rest. Now God wants a generation that will enter into rest. Noah was the 10th generation from Adam. And it doesn't matter. How far away from God the, the race of man mm-hmm. are traveled. There is a generation of grace and rest. And it is not a dead generation. It is a living generation. In Mark chapter 12. The Bible says. That God declared himself. As the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Thereby showing. That is not the God of the dead,
0: Hmm.
2: but the God of the the living. living. For indeed, in in the experience of Moses, as he appeared to him in the burning bush, he said to him, when you ask what my name is, tell them I am that I am. And indeed, the burning bush was a picture of death and life. For Moses saw that the fire was burning. That indeed a bush was burning. But that it was never burnt out. What that tells us is that there will be a dying. And out of that dying there must come an eternal life. Oh, yes. So Jesus became the sacrifice as a rebellious son. And we see that in Isaiah chapter 9. That oh we were in rebellion. We were in darkness. From verse 1 allow verse
0: 3.
2: Mm-hmm. But by the time you now come to verse 4, you see an arrangement for redemption, an arrangement for deliverance. And, and the Bible says, that you have broken the, the yoke of his body, the staff of his shoulder, and the load of his oppressor. And as the day of media, it is for every warrior's battle. Mm-hmm. It is with confused noise and garments in blood. Well, this shall be for burning and for fuel of fire Verse six says, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given mm. and the government shall be upon his shoulder now the question we must ask ourselves is that can the government be upon the shoulder of him that is dead
0: mm.
2: it has to be upon the shoulder of him exactly. that is ever living yes yeah, the government shall be upon his shoulder and which government, the government of the new race, the government of the new order, the government of the newness of life, it will be upon his shoulder. And therefore, his name shall be called Wonderful. It takes only the Wonderful to resurrect the body yes. And to donate eternal life to those who are wanted. He will be a counselor. It takes a living person to be a counselor oh yes you try to take counsel from the dead Mm. and you'll be using 12th century advice in 21st century matters no no he's a living counselor and he's a mighty god there is a daily problem in expecting that god will come in human flesh die in bodily form Mm. and remain dead in corruption Mm. no god must come alive because He was ever alive that is the issue The sacrifice of Christ is so mysterious Mm. that I can only render it in this way. That when God decided to save man, God turned himself into a man and offered himself as a sacrifice for sin unto himself that his quest and demand for justice will be satisfied. So God became a sacrifice which he offered up to himself. It would be strange to imagine that death can hold God captive. Mm. Therefore, he had to arise in bodily form. He had to arise without seeing corruption. The Bible says in Psalm 16, verse 10, Thou would not leave my soul in hell, thou would not suffer your Holy One to see corruption let us look briefly at the sacrifice that he made and we see that in Isaiah chapter 53 verses 6 through 10 Mm -hmm. and then 11 through 12 you will see that there the Bible says in verse 6 that we all like sheep have gone astray and he laid upon him the iniquity of us all Now, when Jesus was on the cross was bearing your iniquity mm-hmm. and my iniquity oh, yes. dying in our place. See, but you must understand that according to the prescription of God in Leviticus chapter 16, when you offered goods as the sacrifice for sin, you will always have a pair. There will be one of the goats exactly. yeah. that will be killed on the altar as a sin offering. Mm-hmm. But the other goats will have all the sins confessed on the church mm-hmm. and it will be sent into the wilderness. Yes. Within that sacrifice, you see both death and life because it cannot be death alone. Mm. So that sin offering of death was to terminate rebellion in us. But that scapegoat that went into the wilderness is the living sacrifice. The newness of life. How you can now live yet inside of you the sinner has died. That is an amazing mystery. And that was why Jesus had to die physically and had to rise physically so we see that when he died for us, we had many benefits of uh, that sacrifice. Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. He mm-hmm. said, surely he had won our grief and carried our sorrows. The chastisement of our sin mm-hmm. was upon him mm-hmm. and by stripes we are healed. I haven't got enough time to talk about uh, the full extent of each of those remarkable words. For example, if you were to talk about healing today, it will not just involve healing of the body. Oh, there are so many ways by which we can be healed. If we talk about the griefs that have been taken away, mm-hmm. ask the Ukrainian refugees mm-hmm. what grief mm-hmm. means. Exactly. In the last few weeks, and it came to take even away that grief so god has done so much for us by the dying of christ and so much more by his bodily resurrection so let us look at a few reasons why he must be alive even after dying for sin first corinthians chapter 15 verses 45 through 50 tell us that the first adam was made a living soul. But this last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Now when he's a life-giving spirit, the Bible refers to him as the last Adam. Mm -hmm. And refers to him in verse 47 as the second man. So as the first man could reproduce a brood of sinners. Uh, The second man, not the last man, the second man, Mm -hmm. can reproduce a team, a family, a generation of saints. Number two, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Mm -hmm. that that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish. But that everlasting life. Now, what the Bible means by "should not perish" is that he must first perish, that he may not perish. That is, the self-life in him must be submitted to the cross, so that when the self has perished, eternal life will take its place, and it will no longer perish. Now, if the one who gives him eternal life is himself not eternal. Then that new believer is of all of all men most miserable. In Romans chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says we have justification by faith. Mm-hmm. How much more shall we have salvation by his life? So the two must coexist. In Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to verse 4. He says that when we are buried with him in death, in baptism, and as we come out of that water, we are raised with him into a newness of life. Mm. Don't forget what I said. In Genesis chapter 6, he needed to terminate the self-life, but he needed to preserve a generation of rest. That was what Noah stood for noah stood for Mm grace a generation that can say no to ungodliness but yes to sobriety righteousness and godliness so can you see that in this church life comes out of it and that was why it came out of the tomb as a living out from the dead the power of eternal life Resides in the Lord Jesus. And he had to arise. Because in Hebrews 7, 23 to 25, says his priesthood is different. He ever lives to make to make intercession, intercession for us. First yes. John chapter two, one to two. He is a living advocate. So if he did not rise from the dead, who shall make propitiation continually for us? Indeed, resurrection assures us of our own resurrection. Mm-hmm. For it's not the God of the dead, mm. God of the but the God of the living. I will conclude with Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It is the canon of the newness of life. The Bible says, I am crucified with Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That is, I am dead. He says, Nevertheless, I live. Mm. Yet not I, Mm. but Christ Christ, that liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the summary of the reason for His spiritual death And the reason for his bodily resurrection he died that I the sinner Mm. might die. He rose that I in the newness of life may be alive to God. Uh, The way might add that when he rose he also gave me A joyful noise, a joyful sound, Hmm. even in my physical body. That maybe my body is reduced with sickness, with cancer, with HIV, Hmm. or whatever it is. The fact that He rules bodily. In Romans 8 11, the Bible says, If the spirit of Him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, he also will quicken my mortal body by the spirit that raised Christ from the dead. This morning, I am led by the spirit okay. to just pray very briefly. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we give you gl- glory Hallelujah. for dying for us, thank you, Lord. that we may be dead to everything evil, and for living forever, that we may be alive to you. Okay. I pray for all our listeners today may they move from death to that eternal life Amen. and know the victory of the living God that dwells in us. Amen. If there be any sickness, if there be any weakness, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead oh, Lord, will come upon that brother, that sister listening to my voice Amen. and you'll be thoroughly healed. Amen. I ask that there'll be newness in our Christian experiences Amen. as from this day and by virtue of this truth that we have learned. Amen. We give you glory, Lord, forevermore. Hallelujah. More. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, Doc. Thank you. And we, and we give glory to Thank God. Thank you for, very much. We give glory to God for the inspiration he has, he has deposited in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Good, good, good. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you next week by God's grace, right? I
2: look forward to it myself. Have a pleasant day. And a very happy Easter
1: period. I wish you the same. We wish you the same. We all wish you the same. Thank you. God bless you good. God bless you good. Amen. Bless you.
0: You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian Internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ.